Welcome to Smut Lovers, the podcast. The one place designed to talk about all things smut. For years, the word has carried negativity, but it's time to take back and own it. In each episode, you will spend time with spicy romance author Nikki Rome as she interviews readers, authors, and kinksters about all things romance. Do you have a book you love, but you've been too afraid to talk about it? Leave all that worry at the door and join us as we dig into what we love and what we hate about smutty books. To another episode of Smut Lovers, the podcast. I am Nikki Rome, a spicy romance author, and I am here this week with Shannon O'Connor. Thanks, Shannon. Hi. Good to have you. Let me tell you guys a little bit about Shannon before we start putting her on the spot and asking her all the fun questions. Let's see. So Shannon is a 20-something bisexual self-published poet of several books and counting. She released her first novel, Electric Love, in 2021 and is currently working on several sapphic romance novels. She believes there's a lack of positive female-female romances in the world and wants to make them more acceptable. She can often be found in coffee shops, probably writing about someone she shouldn't be. I love it. So happy to have you here. I love I love all the things about writing about people that we shouldn't. We'll get to that. <laughs> so let's see. Fill in the blanks. Tell us a little about you. Anything else that we need to know about your amazingness before we jump into all this? Uh, oh, God. About me? Of course. No. About my books. What? Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not interested. Um... I should probably mention that I'm a mom. I love to mention that because my son is my life. Um, How old is he? He just turned three. Ooh, fun. He's my little troublemaker. He's fun. He keeps me on my toes. He also likes to say, mommy wrote a new book every time we go to the library. <laughs> oh, so cute. Great. He's my little promoter. I love that. Um, I just had 150 books delivered that were donated from an author for our VIP bags for the conference, and they're sitting on the on the table. And my son goes, "You write a lot of books." I was like, "Yeah, but I didn't write that book." And he was like, and "My sister, my daughter goes, what do you mean that book? That's a whole box of books, mom.'" And I was like, "They're all the same book. Why do you have that many of the same book, mom? And who wrote?" I'm like, "Oh, 10 is so much fun. I can't wait till we get older." <laughs> They're just, they're so proud sometimes. And then sometimes it's like, why do you have so many books? Because books are amazing. (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes. I love it. All right. So you got a three-year-old that obviously keeps you on your toes. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about you as a reader, you as an author, because you write a lot of FF romance. Was romance always a thing for you, or did you kind of stumble upon it at some point, and did you ever read anything else, and all that good stuff? So I've always read romance. I've always been like a avid romance reader. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote poetry first, which is like really shitty poetry. It's still up. Don't read it. I swear <laughs> it's about all my exes, like definitely just don't just we're gonna pretend it's not out pretend it's not there (laughs) yeah um and then I wrote my first novel and I was like oh I like this this is fun this is a different format it's romance it was a bisexual romance so I was kind of like dipping my toes into female female romance Mm -hmm. um and then I just had more ideas 
and I was like, I really wanted to write more female, female romances that don't focus on either a coming out story or about being gay. Yeah. I wanted it to just be, there's a romance between two women and that's the story. Like they get a story too, just like straight people do. Right. Like it always so doesn't have to be like a big, huge issue thing. It's just exactly. a romance story. So in majority of my books, there's no problems of family members not accepting them or coming out stories or anything that like traditionally is in those female, female romances, because I want yeah. it to just be about their romance. That will be the main problem for them instead of is, are they accepted? Are they coming out later in life? Are they, any of those problems don't really like vibe with me. Right. Um, I think also personally, I had a very happy coming out. My parents were very accepting because mm-hmm. um, I am bisexual and they were always happy for me. So I feel like I also want to write characters that have happy and accepting parents. Yeah. I got to have that. I know it's not everybody's story, but right. Once in a while, it's nice to have a happy story for the characters. So. Well, and I think there's that element of any type of fantasy, whether it be FF or MF or, I mean, throw all the letters in there. It doesn't matter at this point yeah. where sometimes even if you didn't have that happy story, you want to read that happy story, right? Like yes. you want to escape into that happy story. And I would have to agree with you. And I, I will say I'm not a huge FF romance reader. I've read my fair share, but most of them I've kind of been like, oh, because it's been the really tough coming out story or it's been mm-hmm. the, you know, multiple breakups and can't get on the same page because there's all this pressure from friends and family and questioning who they are. And I think there is a place for those books. But for someone like me, who's just a diehard romance junkie, who's looking for the happily ever after and all that. Yes. Some of those can feel really heavy sometimes, you know. And I think I that was to... one of the things that had kind of turned me off a little bit in the beginning is I picked up so many mm-hmm. of them and it was like the same type of story again and again. And I know there's definitely a market for it, but it wasn't really what I was looking for at the time. And I feel like for me personally, growing up, there was a lot of, there was like three authors that I knew that wrote female, female romance happily. And if yeah. you didn't get it from them, it was like, okay, well, I've got to read this com- this horrible coming out story. And they're going to have, like, bad breakups and everything. But then at the end, maybe they'll get to be with their person. Yeah. And it was like, all right. So I knew I wanted to write more lighter romance where it's a lot happier. And you definitely get that happy ending between two women. So talk to me a little bit about the experience of writing the first book. Because like you said, you were writing poetry beforehand. Mm -hmm. I mean, the shift to a long-form book like that... um, did you find it to be difficult at first kind of getting the full story out or was it a story that had been percolating in your mind for a long time before you sat down with it? So (laughs) it's one of those things where I wrote the story about my ex. We're writing about people we're not supposed to be writing about. I love it. Okay. Let's just write in there. (laughs) That's that's why it's my tagline. That's I'm forever writing about people I should not be writing about. Um, (laughs) So I wrote it where me and my ex, get a second chance we get a happy ending that we never got mm-hmm. um and I feel like it was my way of like putting closure on us and it was like really healthy and I was like not gonna publish it and then I had some people read it and they really liked it 
and I decided to publish it. Um, but does your yeah, ex was, know that you wrote it and published it? Oh, no. yeah, that was a fun story. Oh, well, tell us that story. I love hearing things like that. So, <laughs> did they find out after you published it, or did they know before? <laughs> they so the day I published it. I go on Goodreads, which no author should ever go on Goodreads. But I no. went on Goodreads because I was a baby author. And I'm like, oh, I want to see if I got any reviews. And I had like 50 negative reviews, which I know for a fact not 50 people read my debut book. Like, there's no freaking way. <laughs> Nobody reads somebody. Yeah, the shock book. wasn't negative reviews. The shock was 50 reviews on day one of publishing a brand new book. Literally. I was like, where did these come from? This is not, not right. Something's wrong. <laughs> exactly. So I'm reading them, they're all negative, and they all happen to be names of like my exes or like names that only I would recognize if I looked at them and I was like, oh my fucking ready ex to take did you this. Down. <laughs> There's no way. Like I I know that they did this. So it turns out that my ex and her fiance at the time, they made a whole bunch of fake Goodreads accounts. And they brought my number down to a one star oh my gosh. just because they didn't like that I was writing about my ex, even though it was not. But it was a happily ever way. after. Like, I it mean, I would think it's got to be a good book, feeling. right? They would feel better knowing that it was written in a good light. Yeah. yeah. No, they were not happy about it at all. So <laughs> they did that. And I, it was like the worst experience because I didn't first didn't know who was doing it. Then I yeah. figured out who was doing it. And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, everybody's going to see these terrible reviews. Nobody's going to read my book. Like, I should just give up. And I went through that whole shame spiral of, like, everything. And then now I kind of look back at it. And I'm like, they did the best thing because now I never look at Goodreads. No, no just avoid it completely. <laughs> I never go on there. And there's no way a book launch could be as bad as that one. Yeah. All you got to do now is moving up. There's no way to go but up from that. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. So I'm like. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad that happened. I don't mean to laugh. But, I mean, at this point, like, what can you even do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, painful. Very painful. So, yeah, your tagline fits you perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So. Tell us a little bit about some of the other books that you've kind of accumulated over the years. Cause you've been writing for a while now. You've got a handful of books out, mm -hmm. um, all FF romance. Are there specific tropes that you kind of lean in towards more than others? Or since you're writing a lot, it sounds like writing a lot of real life experience. Is it kind of one of those, are you living in a romance trope? Cause some of us are. <laughs> um, Speaking I'm, from someone who married my best friend's brother. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, I love fake dating. Like, uh, I've never experienced fake dating. All right, that's not true. I've experienced fake dating once and didn't end well. But I love you like drop these things like, like I'm like, oh, okay, wait, I want that story too now. <laughs> well, is we fake were... dating even a thing in the real world? I mean, like, I have pretended I've been with people to not be hit on people before, but like legit fake dating, like we write in our books, is that a thing? Did that thing did that, did that happen, really happen? Yeah. I so I was, <laughs> it was my best friend at the time and I really liked him and I thought he liked me. And then we were both were like always getting accused of dating. There were people were like, Oh, you guys are dating. Like you're totally dating. Right. So we were tired of people saying it. So I, I joked with him and I was like, Oh yeah, we're totally dating. And he's like, yeah, she's my girlfriend. And he like puts his arm around me. And then like 
later we're alone and I was like, oh, that was funny, right? And he's like, oh, I meant it. Like, you're my girlfriend now. We're just going to go along with it. And we're going to pretend we're dating so people get off our back. And I'm like, okay. oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would be like, okay. I'm okay with this. <laughs> and then people did get off our backs and then we dated for a little bit and then it fizzled out. But and it fizzled out. But you knew. Then at that point, you knew. So real yeah. fake dating happened. I love it. I mean, in our books, it wouldn't fizzle out, right? But yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, when I wrote about that one, no. <laughs> so lots of fake dating, positive FF romances. I mean, I love it. I mean, I think you're right. I feel like there's definitely so much room for so much more of that. Um, and it's sometimes hard to find. I think there's tons more FF romance authors out there now than there have yes. ever been. I mean, even from coming from someone who does not read heavily in the subgenre, I seem to feel like I'm seeing people pop up left and right that are writing more and more FF and sapphic romances and such. Um, and not just in like fantasy realms either, like contemporary romances. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's always been some elements of that in fantasy and paranormal. Did you ever find yourself reading in other genres like that? Or were you always kind of a contemporary romance person? Um, I've always been like a contemporary romance person. Yeah. I think like when I was a kid, I read a lot of fantasy and then like I kind of grew out of it. It was more like a romance. I want to make sure that they get a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's see. I've got your, all your stuff here. <laughs> and so we know about your first bag. Tell me what you're working on now. What am I working on now? Uh, like five projects at once because I have ADHD. Oh, same. Welcome. Welcome to the club. What she's just you're chasing dopamine is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um I'm working I can just look here literally on my computer. Let's see. I am working on oh, a Christmas romance. Oh. A dirty Christmas romance, of course. Um No, not dirty. <laughs> um fake dating. They date for the holidays. I really can't get away from fake dating. Um, they're just, I don't know. They're like frumpy sunshine, plus size female main character, set in a small town. It's like. All the perfect Christmas stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm writing a hockey short story because everybody has a hockey short it's story hockey. right now. Yeah, hockey's happening right now. <laughs> By the time this comes out, I have a feeling hockey will still be happening. I mean, they're hot, so, you know. Yeah. Do you find yourself writing, do you only write FF romance, or do you got other stuff that's out there, too? Um, I, You know what's funny? I do have some MF out there, mm -hmm. and I have it in series with FF, and it does dramatically worse than my uh, female-female romances. You know. It's, it's because your readers are looking for the FF. <laughs> yeah. Like, so Wait, what's happening here? Why is there a dude in this book? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, so for 2024, I have one MF book planned and then it's basically all FF. I'm kind of giving up on MF for now, putting yeah. a pause on my plans for the future. Um, just because I like writing FF so much. And if my readers are looking for more FF, then I'm happy to give it to them. Yeah, which so. makes sense. I mean, it's one of those, I mean, I think a lot of times it's that, I mean, it's like writing to market, right? If that's yeah. what they're looking for, that's what you want to make sure that you're giving them. Um, 
And so are, do you find yourself more as a, do you plan this out or are you, cause you said, you know, your 2024 releases, do you like plot your books and plan your schedule and all that? Or is it kind of one of those that comes to you as you go? I am planned till 2027. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. I, meanwhile, I just pulled my planner out the other day and I was like, oh, I forgot to write that book. I said I was going to release in May. <laughs> yeah, no. Plan till 2027. How does yeah. that work? So I have a lot of folders on my computer. <laughs> I have the covers for most of them. I have plot lines for most of them, or at least the tropes that I want to do. And then I have a generalized of like, oh, this would be good for the fall and this would be good in the spring and that kind of thing. And then I, I do move it around and it's nothing set in stone. I don't put up any pre-orders until I'm sure that I'm writing it. Um, but yeah, it's all movable just in case I like change my mind or a new idea pops up or sometimes I see a pre-made cover and I'm like, oh, I got to write this story. Because yeah, you fall in love with the cover. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm like the worst. I'm like, oh my god, I saw this cover, and my parents are like, you and covers. Like, how many covers do you need? And I'm like, I need a lot. I have a lot of books to write. Yeah, well, I think once you accumulate the covers, then you feel a more responsibility to write the books, too. right? <laughs> so, do, where do you find you get most of your inspiration? I mean, obviously, we know you get it from the people you shouldn't be writing about, and it sounds a little bit like the covers as well. Um, but where do you kind of pull all this stuff in? Do you still find yourself as a pretty heavy reader as well? Um, I do. Yeah. I read a lot of contemporary romance. Um, I kind of try to stay up to date of what's popular, not just because I like to know, I like to know what's popular and what people are reading, what people like, but as a reader, I feel like left out if I'm not reading what's popular. Yeah. So like, I've read a lot of the hockey romance recently, and then I'm like, ooh, I want to write a hockey romance. So I wrote an MF one, and I wrote a female-female one, and, like, I'm excited for those to come out. Um, and then, like, I just read a cowboy romance. I have no plans to write cowboy romances. But, like, <laughs> the thought did pop into my head for five minutes because I was like, well, this book was so good. Maybe I could do that. <laughs> and like that's how my brain works <laughs> of like ooh these are good tropes like maybe i could write this like in my own way of course but like so i just kind of stem from what i read i stem from what i write um just my brain sometimes doesn't it's all over the place yeah it kind of jumps around yeah. so favorite book that you've read so far in 2023 that you feel like has inspired you the most? Oh, I just finished Out on the Limb by, I don't know how to say her last name. I'm going to mess it up so bad, but it's like Hannah Bonham Young or something. Okay. And it was- Is that all a first name or a last name? Okay. It was Hannah <laughs> and then Hannah. Like, Got it. Young. Hannah something young. Got it. Yeah. What was it about? I don't know if um, you've heard of her before, actually. She's an indie author. Mm -hmm. She, Her books aren't that dirty, so maybe that's why. <laughs> I love why everybody thinks my mind goes, I mean, of course, that's probably why. Is there a kink in it? What kinks am I going to find? Oh, none? Um, <laughs> she wrote a really beautiful story. Like, I 
I'm going to butcher like what it's about, but I couldn't have just finished it because I just have the worst memory. But it was an accidental pregnancy. There were disabilities involved that she wrote really beautifully. Like, um, and I just, I loved the storyline and like, it was a rom-com and I was laughing so hard. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I, I totally when... avoid rom-coms half the time because I find them so cheesy. So this might be why I haven't found her. Oh my God. However, no. one that's done really well. Yeah. Now you sparked my interest. I just, it was like, it starts off. I think the first line is like, did you know the monster mash is a song about an orgy or something? And I'm like, what? Like what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> I up because I'm like, what? Like what is? Where is she going with this? Where are we going here? Yeah. And then it was like it was really funny. She was like trying to hit on somebody, and the whole premise of the book is like hysterical. And I was just laughing the whole time. And then it was like sweet moments and like a love story. And I just, I just really loved it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm assuming accidental pregnancy. Was this an MF? Yes, it was. So if you had somebody who was looking to get into reading FF romance or more FF mm -hmm. romance, where would you kind of direct them to start? Because there is, like we were talking early on, just this range of like different experiences that you get with different authors. And it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to tell just by reading a blurb if it's the type of story you're looking for. But if somebody was looking for those happy, positive type stories, other than obviously your books, yeah, you know, what are some of your go-to authors for those types of stories? Um, I'm going to be really honest. I don't read a lot of FF. Yeah. Um, because a lot of them have the heavy storylines that I'm not looking yeah. for. Um, I know that there's a few authors. I think it's um, Cameron Moore and Ashley H. Blake, um, Meryl Winsler. I have her book sitting right there. <laughs> um, she, like, they all write with the happy endings. I've heard really good things about their books. I've read some of their books and I really like them. Um, I feel like sometimes there's authors that put out like one or two FF and maybe they're not doing as well, but they're like really good books. Yeah. Um, cause Hannah Young actually, she wrote an FF that was really good too. Um, I've stumbled upon a lot of those. I mean, that's, I would probably say other than when I was seeking out specifically seeking out FF romance authors, mm -hmm. most of the ones that I found were like just part of a series and there was just an FF story that was in there. Um, yeah. Cause it was an author I loved and they dropped one in and, but like you said, and probably similar to why your MFs don't do that great, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an author that will read all of it, but I know a lot of authors who will drop an MM or an FF romance in a series that might be predominantly MF, and that one particular book doesn't do very well, and they just stop writing those stories. Um, or will write less of them, you know, which is tricky. But it's a lot of giving your readers what you want, I think, is really what it comes down to. Um, yeah. But the nice part about, I think, what you've got going on is it's it's literally a love story. So, like, if mm -hmm. I'm looking for a fake dating love story, I can get it from you in the same manner I can get it from any other author that's writing a fake dating love story without the heaviness of it all. Which, you yeah. know, again, is important to some people at certain times of their life, but not to everyone all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there any one particular book that was kind of one of those, like 
change your life moments. It will always be in the back of your mind that you read it and you will just never forget it. It was one of those experiences, whether it was FF or anything really. Yeah, there's like, okay, there's like three books that are like that for me. <laughs> um, it was someone like you, and I think it was by Sarah Dessen, but I'm not 100% sure because uh -huh. it could have been, but it could have not been. Um, and I read it in like sixth grade when I think I shouldn't have read it in sixth grade, and I've read it like <laughs> several times since because I was one of those people who were like reading above my grade level. And then my teacher yeah. was like, here, read this book. And I was like, and then it like piqued my interest. And it was like a soap opera. And it like really stuck with me. Because it was like romancy, but like drama filled. And I like those kind of books that like keep me yeah. on my toes. Um, and then Lies My Girlfriend Told Me by Julianne Peters. Was a female, female romance. Oh my God. Her girlfriend dies in the first half. Yeah. She just like drops dead. And then... Yeah, I would have put the book down. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh my god! And then she's, like, finding out that her girlfriend was, like, cheating on her this whole time. And she, like, ends up falling for the girlfriend that oh her gosh. girlfriend was with. So, it was, like, it's one of those stories that, like... like some fucked up Lifetime loud, movie. <laughs> right? It sounds so, so messed up. But I'm like, I really loved it, and I've read it a couple times, and I'm just wow, like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. I can imagine why that one would stick with you. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So someone like you and lies, my girlfriend told me. Interesting. I don't. Th I've never even heard of either one of them actually. Uh, although now I'm intrigued by lies, my girlfriend told me because like <laughs> why not? I don't. <laughs> I think they're both YA. I'm not gonna lie because I read them like when I was a teenager and then right. I've like read them since, but like they were so good. They were like, yeah, yeah, they really stuck with me. Now, did you ever have an issue with, you know, reading the smutty, spicier type of romance or admitting that you did? I mean, part of Smut Lovers community is really just shouting it from the rooftops that we love romance books and we can give a shit what you think about it. And so I always get curious with people who've read it very early in life because I came into writing romance through like paranormal and fantasy and all that. And then I think it was probably my early 20s before it was like, oh, here's this door that opens to contemporary romance where you can literally just read about the sexy stuff <laughs> i was like oh let me jump down this rabbit hole um but it sounds like you've always read romance so is it is it something that you've always been comfortable with and talking to others about or have you ever kind of felt some of that stigma that surrounds the romance genre um i'm a pretty open person so i feel like i've just been really content with it i didn't awesome. read it until maybe a couple years ago like i i kind of like was ya and then I was like, I took a break from reading and then I like jumped back in and then I was like, there's some clean books. Oh, okay. That's cool. And then I was like, I don't know what book I found, but it was like a really dirty book. And I was like, whoa, that was dirty. Like books can be this dirty. Like I didn't know. And I was like, okay. Like, well, I liked it. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. I think we all kind of found one of those dirty books at some point <laughs> in our life and we were like, what? And to be fair, when I jumped into that contemporary rabbit hole, most of it was like old Harlequins. I did go through this Amish romance phase, which I have never admitted before on this podcast, which <laughs> it's true. 
It okay. did happen. I went through this Amish romance phase. And I think because I kept hoping at some point they were going to break all the rules and just fuck each other wild. And it, it, it never happened. And then I was like, okay. This is probably not for me. And I jumped <laughs> back into the dirty books because, you know, why not? I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but I love I love hearing about people who like were just like, this has always been part of my life because I struggled with it so long, which is probably why we've you know spent so much time building the smut lovers community. Because it seems yeah. to be for so many people, there was either judgment from someone at some point down the you know, throughout their life that mm-hmm. made them kind of question the things, you know. Um, even before becoming an author and we've talked to readers and we've talked to authors and all in between. Um, and there's been, you know, I think over the last year or so, even more conversations about the bookish community, probably a lot due to, you know, the popularity of book talk through TikTok. Um, and some of our larger authors that are out there and literally just like, yes, this is what we do. <laughs> but then there's also like the rest of us in the corner with our bo- dirty books. And we're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to tell you what I'm reading. I was that person for years, you know? <laughs> yes. So you said earlier that you like to keep up with what's popular and so forth as far as what's in the writing community. Do you find that book talk is your place for most of that information or is it through your readers? How are you kind of figuring out what's going on where? Because it seems like the shifts in the tide happen pretty quickly. Um, I don't know if I've just been lucky, but I feel like I've been following indie authors for so long that like I end up fo- like I followed Sarah Kate back when she wrote Gravity right. and nobody reads Gravity and I'm like I read Gravity. <laughs> yeah, I was like Gravity was my favorite. Great book. And like she follows me on TikTok and I still feel special about that. Like Yeah. Like I'm like I'm like, I, I could use that sometimes on like dating apps. I'm like, well, I know Sarah Kate and I used yeah. that once. And somebody was like, no, you don't. And I like sent them a screenshot about how we're friends on TikTok. And they were, we're like, buddies. really impressed. They bought me dinner. I was like, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so I don't know if it's just like that or what, but I always feel like I'm following so many smaller authors just because I'm a smaller author. And then I'm like, ooh, that looks like a cool cover. That looks like a cool book. And then like, just picking them up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it seems to be, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's always so tricky with algorithms, right? Yeah. But majority of the authors that I see or that are delivered to me, no matter what social media I'm on is 90% of the time an indie author because I'm, you know, heavily in the indie community as well. And -hmm. it's fun when you do get to watch those people that you've read for a really long time, just blow up. You know, yeah. and it's like, what the hell happened? Like, we were just chatting, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago about how shitty this world of writing books was. And now all of a sudden you're like killing it, killing it. And so I love seeing that. I love that about the indie community. So yeah. as far as when you made your decisions for publishing, did you always know that you wanted to be an indie publisher? Or did you ever think that like seeking out traditional publishing or like large publishing houses was something that you were interested in? Um, I've always wanted to indie publish. Um, I have control issues. Uh, <laughs> so I like having control over everything. I like to know, I, I like to do everything myself, basically. Like if I could make my own covers and they didn't look like crap, I would do that too. Yeah. But I'm not there. <laughs> like, but everything else. You, you like, could get there. I made my first ones and they were okay. 
they didn't match yeah. my genre at all. But I made my erotica covers, and I got to say, they're fucking hot. And I get compl- compliments on them, and I'm like, you know what? I did good with those. You could get there someday. I have faith in you. Uh, <laughs> control freak as well. And I think it's interesting, yeah. and in you know, for our readers that are listening, I don't think. I mean, it's not often talked about how much control you truly lose with traditional publishing, right? Um, And I think that was something that when I had first gotten into this author world that I didn't even understand because I thought, you know, oh, well, indie publishing is there, but like, I got to find a traditional publisher situation. And then when I found they choose your release date and they choose your cover and they can edit your books and they Mm -hmm. decide whether or not they're going to market it and they're probably not going to market it and you're going to have to do this. And then, you know, and all the stuff that came along with it, I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I just need to do it myself. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we talked a little bit about what's to, or what you're working on right now, but we're, mm-hmm. we're quickly running out of time. So tell us what's coming out next. What's like the next thing that we're going to see pop up from you between, I mean, like, you know, not in 2027, but like, I don't know, this year. <laughs> it's, um, still so, it's still so insane to me that you planned out that far. I love it. I wish I could be like you. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two holiday romances coming out in the end of the year. And I have Only to Save You, which is a romantic suspense, a female-female romantic suspense, which is my first one, which I'm a little shaky about. Because also, I used my ex's name as the stalker ex-boyfriend. So. I, like, you just don't learn your lessons. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> If you mess with me and you just screw me over, then gonna end up in a book. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So two holiday romances and a romantic suspense. I like it. I love romantic suspenses. I don't know why. I just do. Like I have a tendency. They're like my comfort reads. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for being with us this week. For those of you who listen to our bonus content on Patreon, go ahead and head on over there because we're getting ready to record that extra special spicy shit that we love to throw in these things. (laughs) But other than that, we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a great night.